The following is a broadcast service of Kentucky Wesleyan College and WKWC 90.3 FM. Today, I am humbled to have on the show Chase Andrews. Chase, how are you doing? I couldn't be much better. How are you? I I am excellent. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to come come out and and talk with me a little bit. I I have been looking forward to this incredibly greatly. (laughs) I have. I really have. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. So you graduated, what, two years ago? 2021. 21. So it's 24 now. Time slips. Yeah, once you get over 50, time I just know slips. It. So it, it seems like yesterday. <laughs> but uh, so uh, tell the folks who are listening, not everybody knows you, about 95% of everybody knows you. But but for those who, who may not, tell them, I, I always ask for birth to that sofa. Birth to this sofa. Yes. So we're going to span 25 years. I turned 26 in April. I was born in 1998 in Lebanon, Tennessee. My mother and father and my brother, older brother, uh, we lived out in the middle of Tennessee. We had a little land. And so my brother and I wrestled and mm-hmm. r- rode go-karts and we had animals. Uh, I picked up baseball when I was a little kid. And what, I, what type of animals did you have? We had goats, okay. chickens, all recreational pets. Okay. Um, that was my mother's doing. And I played baseball and that's how I ended up on the sofa. I, <laughs> I was playing baseball and then I ended up playing baseball, Kentucky Wesleyan. So how did you hear about Kentucky Wesleyan? Did, did um, they spot you playing and, and seek you out or did you know about the college? How, what, what happened? Obviously it was, it was great for us to have you here. Well, in 2017, I was playing, uh, for a school called Lee university mm-hmm. and Lee university sent me to Owensboro to play a summer of baseball. Oh, I remember this that. This summer. Yes. yes. That's a, is that a wooden bat league? It's a wooden bat league. That's correct. So I played a summer of baseball and it went so terribly that on the day I left, I swore <laughs> I'm never coming back to this town for as long as I live. It's miserable. Um, so what, what made it so bad? You have to you have to give some details there. Okay. So the season that we played went June and July. So the hottest. Oh, yes. Yep. It's terribly hot. Um, things got so bad. Uh, there was a night when it rained, mm-hmm. but it didn't rain enough to cancel our games. Mm-hmm. So a bunch of guys jumped the fence, kicked on the hose, and watered the field so we wouldn't have to play the next day. That's how bad things got. We were just exhausted. Now, did you get that idea from, was it Major League? It wasn't my idea. I, I actually <laughs> stayed at the house. I, I wanted to play, but I remember thinking, like, God, this is the worst. The worst of it, okay. So they put us, they put us up in an, a, an apartment. Mm-hmm. And there was two bedrooms and there was seven people. Oh my goodness. And all they gave us was a mattress, a twin size mattress on the ground. <laughs> so I had a twin size mattress and then my <laughs> clothes were in little piles. Yep. And then right in the dog days, middle of July, things are really going poorly. It all happens at once. Some guys leave. The organization brings in some more guys. They put them all in our apartment, and we have eight people total. Oh, my gosh. The water goes out, so we can't (laughs) shower. We can't wash our dishes. We can't cook. We can't use the bathroom. I'm not laughing at you, but but these are the kind of things that make a funny story two years or three years on. No, I remember specifically I was eating um, cereal out of a pot because that's the only clean dish I had left. And like I said, I was, I'm never coming back to this town for as long as I live. Where were the apartments located? Were you downtown? Were you out by 54? Were you? I blocked any? it out. You I did. blocked it out. They're okay. at the end of the bypass. I've actually driven past them. So I've been, I've been back. So that was in 2017. So at the end of the bypass, you're not even really close to anything. Not necessarily. Yeah. I mean, we were over there. Yeah. Well, um, so that was in 2017. And then I came back to play baseball here. And that was the 2019 season. I've been here ever since. So, so you left here determined never to come back. Ever. I left here determined never to come back ever. 
how did you get talked into coming back? Uh, I had played with some guys who were from Kentucky Wesleyan. We were okay. teammates. And so okay. when I, I ended up leaving the school I was at and they were the first call. Okay. And then, um, and they told you that you could eat cereal out of a normal bowl. Yeah. They offered and, me all and the, that the water is on most they were of the time take a bed and they were going to put it up on a stand. <laughs> yeah. No, it, I, 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 so I was, it was the summer of 2018. Okay. And I was, this is the next year. And I was like, where, where I, I, I'd left the school that I was at. Where were you? I was in at a school called Lee university. Okay. That, and that's what you're talking about. So you, you spent one year there, two years, two years there. So after that second year I went, uh, I left. And so that summer I was like, well now what am I going to do? And I remember I was sitting on the porch with my mom and I was caught between two things, either come to Kentucky Wesleyan or go to a different school in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking to myself, like nothing about this makes sense. None of it. Uh, but there was just like a feeling, but I couldn't, I couldn't throw myself at one decision or the other. Sure. And my mom was like, okay, look, gun to your head. Which one is it? And I'm like, she's like, no thought, just which one? I was like, Kentucky Wesleyan. I said, okay, that's uh, it. Now I'm assuming she didn't actually have a gun to no your gun. head. Not, no Good. gun in there. Okay. Good. Yeah. I say Kentucky Wesleyan. And I, so why did you leave Lee? May I ask? And you don't have to say if it, I don't, I always No, 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 no. It was, uh, so what, I was a 18, 19, 20 year old kid. At that time, an 18, 19, 20 year old kids think they know what they want. You bet. They, and they think that they, they think that they know what they are doing. Or, um, and I think, um, I was struggling, uh, with not taking responsibility for my life, my habits, this, that, and the other, mm-hmm. and because I didn't take responsibility, I was crushed beneath a lot of expectations. And I think I put those expectations on like this person, that person, this place, and I thought, well, if I just, of you. correct. It's like, if I just get away from these things, I'll be better off. And then of course they followed me. And then it dawned on me like, Hey, maybe it's the old guy in the mirror. <laughs> started working on some of those things. Well, you know, and we all go through that. We all have those times. And, yeah. and that's the fascinating part of, of life is when you realize that and are able to work through yeah. and, and, and realize that you can be successful wherever you are. Right. If you want to be right. So you, you came here mm-hmm. and uh, I'm assuming you had a roommate. Yeah, but probably not eight of them. No, no, and just one. So running water. What, <laughs> what was your major? My major was communications. Okay. And mm-hmm. did you know that coming in? Is that what you wanted to do? Yeah, I'd started, I picked at that in my, at the my previous school. Okay. I, okay. I liked it. I like So that some of the uh, subject matter covered would be like public speaking and, and uh, advertising or, so that all was encompassed in communications. I found that interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's great. And most graduates worry about what it is they're going to do upon graduation. You, Correct. You've done a lot. Obviously, you've, you've, you've gotten married, and we can talk about that a little bit if you would like. You met your, your wife here. Yes, that's and, correct. Uh, and uh, I, I think that has gone quite well so far. To be married? Yes. Yeah. yeah. You, you look happy. <laughs> I, I feel yeah, happy, healthy, sleep. Yeah. Yeah. That was... Yeah, that was, yeah, that went well. Good. That well, my well. hope for you, I've been married 33 years and mm-hmm. my uh, wife has been silly enough to put up with me for all of that time. And and I hope the same can happen to you and that you have and those, put up with those decades so and decades of happiness. Yeah. But you graduated and you are now doing, if I get this incorrect, don't get too mad at me, but stronghold catching? It's called stronghold catching. Yes. So explain, and I was in the same, when I was a junior, I had no idea what I was going to do. I, uh was was thinking I, I could sweep streets, I could build fences, I could get a lab job. I'd, my mind was everywhere. And, and most young 
adults getting ready to graduate are in the same place. But now you've really started your own business. That's correct. So how, how did that happen? Uh, right after school, I took up a job and the job was I was traveling to run youth baseball tournaments. Mm -hmm. I traveled the country. I sat at the ballpark all day, every day for two months straight, roughly. <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. We put in like a hundred hour weeks, but while I was at the ballpark every day, I was in charge of making sure the games ran and they would run games from nine in the morning till midnight, literally at these summer tournaments. It was crazy. Youth tournaments. Busy times. Yeah. Busy times. Uh, so every morning I would, we would get to the ballpark at like six 30 and I would prop up and at one of the games with a, with a book mm -hmm. and I would read until lunch. And then I would, and then by mid afternoon we were doing this, doing that, making the games go. And then by the end of the night we were breaking up fights between parents and that was what we did all summer long. But one of the books that I sat with all summer was this book called the millionaire mind. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, I'm definitely not saying that I have a millionaire mind, but one of the concepts that stuck with me is, uh, there the, to, to seek opportunity where there is need and mm -hmm. where your skills align. And so it just so happened that there's a, a million baseball players in the world. And every team has a catcher mm -hmm. and there's not a catching coach hardly anywhere. I saw that when I was at those games, it was, it was one in 10 catchers who looked confident. So I thought, well, I, 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 I love catching. I've been studying this for a while. So I started training catchers individually here in Owensboro. Okay. Mm -hmm. Just started with one-on-one -on -one instruction. And how did you get your name out? You, you just took an advertisement on the Messenger Inquirer, the Owensboro Times, or, or uh, social media? Social media. Social media. TikTok? No, Instagram. Instagram, okay. Instagram. See, I'm, I'm just so far behind no. you. Right? No, no. Look, yeah, I, didn't, I didn't have you etching it in on stone, so I'm, I'm getting better. No, I so didn't you, you did Instagram, and, yes. and you would wait for people to reply back to you? Not necessarily. So when I was a player... I didn't have a catching coach, so I would go onto Instagram and I would. There would be like these certain accounts. Okay. There'd be baseball accounts, and they would have clips of people doing highlights, the low lights, whatever. And so I would watch these videos of catchers, and I would pick up on what mm -hmm. they were trying to do, and then I'd implement it in practice, and that's how I became a better baseball player. Okay. Um. So. Whenever I started working with players, I I just kind of clip. I would clip up a few things, put them out there. Very little context. This is what we're working on. This is yeah. okay. Yeah, and so that that I think the fact that my account was putting out value, free value. Mm -hmm. I wasn't really selling anything when mm -hmm. I first started. I think it, it it gained a lot of traction that way. So people started contacting you from. The videos you were putting out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People started following along. People started okay. following along. And then uh, after about a year and a half or two years of individual instruction, I started to try and branch out. And so I would try and set up events, mm -hmm. stronghold catching events. And then I would put those up on social media. And then, okay. and then people would, you know, they would make the trip out to come train or... And then that's kind of where I'm at now. I set up an event here, set up an event there. Or at this point, sometimes people will have me out to work with their organization or their players. But that is the that's that's where stronghold catching is at as of now on this couch talking to you. That is great. It's and a and lot of fun. Is it still a lot of travel for you, or is it starting I to just, settle in a little bit? Uh, I just finished up. I just finished up uh, for this for this year. The okay. off season just ended. Okay. Um, but this off season, I, yeah, we, me and Kins, we made a few trips. We went to California. Atlanta, Texas. And that's nice when you can travel together. Yeah. yeah. And, and for my job, I travel uh, a lot. And, and right. whenever I can take Rhonda along, it just makes the trip that much better. And yeah. 
you, know, you you're still working very hard, but when you do have that downtime, you've got you got your spouse with you to have have some fun. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, great. So as you go into the summer, mm-hmm. it, you're going into your off season. What what do you do for the summer? Do you put together more clips? Do you uh, how do you get ready for the next season coming up? I don't know yet. I don't know yet. I'm excited that I don't know. I'm excited that I don't know. That's yeah. one reason I, I told you in the beginning I was really excited for this. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've ever done your own business, but with like, so I'm a young guy, I have my own business, so I'll spend a lot of time by myself, mm-hmm. just mulling over ideas, this, that, and the other. I was really excited to sit down and have a human conversation. But to be honest, I don't know. I don't know. I, I imagine I'll be with baseball players. Do you, do you try to go to any seminars that where they talk about starting a business, doing a business and, and the Owensboro for its size mm-hmm. has an incredible number of entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. It's a very high percentage here. So I think there are a lot of people here who, who started basically as you are mm-hmm. and have been extremely successful. And it sounds like what you've done so far has been very successful. Have you, have you, tried to reach out to local folks and maybe uh, see uh, mentoring type of thing or, or just somebody who's been through it a little bit uh, to help you avoid some of the pitfalls that yeah. may be there. Yeah, I definitely have had to try to educate myself and I've had a few people who have been influential. Um, but no, I, sh- I, should, I could be more involved with some sort of group like that. You, you said something about successful, uh, it, just out of pure curiosity. How would you how would you define successful when you say like a business is successful? How would you define that? Uh, just, well, one, just a curious uh, question. you enjoy doing what you do. Okay. It grows to the size you want. Mm-hmm. And as you look back on it, yeah, you've put a, a, a and it, it's a, any business, you're going to put a lot of work right, in. Right. But it's hit the goals you want. And... That could be a business of one, could be a business of 10, it could be a business of 30. It could be a college. Uh, it could be a college, correct. Yeah. And and so, uh, you know, success of a business is is really up to that individual. Okay. And there are so many different stories. Yeah. Um, you've been married for 33 years. I have. What is a marker for success for you at this moment? Yeah, career or personal, what's a, what's, a, what's a marker of success? If I can wake up in the morning looking forward to the day. That's a marker of success. It's a marker of success. And... I know that uh, not every day is enjoyable, but over the course of many days, if you can can wake up uh, and, and kind of look back and and have enjoyed what you've done, mm-hmm. the ups and the downs, both within business and and outside of business. And one one of the best quotes I've ever heard was, "Don't pursue happiness because that's a it's a failing failing endeavor. Pursue something meaningful." And if you do that then as you look back at your life, you will realize that happiness was there. And, and it's not something that you should search to do. You should search to do something meaningful. Mm, happiness happiness is, a, is a byproduct. It is. That's a good one. What are you reading right now out of pure curiosity? Right now I'm reading uh, Washington's Cabinet. Uh, it was a book Dr. James Cousins and I were, I meet one-on-one with each of my cabinet members, and he was talking about how Washington put together really the first government of the United States. And I love mm-hmm. history. I'm a chemist, but I love history. So I, I told him to get me the title. I downloaded and I'm looking at that. Um, I didn't the, know you were uh, a chemist. Yep. Yes. I have a, a chemist big, and a history buff is, yeah. that's interesting. I took a class in college called the history of us military. Mm-hmm. And I tell all students to do this because somebody told me to do the same. And it was great. I took the class solely based upon the professor's background and, and ratings. He, he was supposed to be this very engaging mm-hmm. professor. I had no idea, 
about our U.S. military history. And so I took the class and he was wonderful mm-hmm. and, and got me so interested in what we were doing. And most of the conflicts on, on which he was speaking were more the contemporary Vietnam, Korea, uh, and, and some of the, the more recent. We were mm-hmm. just getting into Iraq. And so we started talking about that. But he got he piqued my interest so much. That it, I just started going back and reading everything I could. Yeah. And, and it's just fun. So. He, so he was an excellent teacher. Yes. Okay. And so what I always tell students, don't worry about the class. If you, if you know of a teacher who's really good, take the class. Mm-hmm. You will benefit. Yeah. Wholeheartedly. Yeah. You do. You give that advice? I do. Yeah. I do. What, uh, it, I'm guessing you were a teacher for a while. For quite a while. And yeah. I'm actually teaching a class right now. Really? Yes. And nobody's jumped out of the window yet. So I think I'm doing all right. Nice. But I love, most everybody in academics got into academics because of teaching. For a the love, teacher? A professor. Okay. And, and, and there's more to it in, in higher education than just teaching. You, you do research, you do outreach, you do all these different things. And I, uh, when I was younger, when I first started uh, in my professorship, I had a very active laboratory. So mm-hmm. I was doing my own research and and we're publishing in some some good journals and having a lot of fun. Um, and uh, we all get into it for that love. And some of us get pulled into administration because we want to help ensure that that faculty and the campuses have the resources they need to make sure that all students get that that type of environment. Would you call that feeling something like discovery? I think hopefully discovery is a part of every day. Yeah. Uh, the other piece of advice, I still, everything I have, uh, it, it's amazing. But well, another great piece of advice I had, I, I was, uh, I took my first cumulative examination in graduate school and I failed it horribly. <laughs> I know I'm sorry. I had a nine out of a hundred nice. and, and, and so I thought, Smoked Oh, it. I'm going to be kicked out of graduate school. Yeah. So I go talk to the, to the person who gave the exam and it turned out I had the highest year one score. Uh, some several people got zeros. These are difficult exams, uh, but you come out of undergraduate and you think, you know, everything. And then they, they hit you with this thing. Um, but we were sitting there talking and he said, you know, he goes, I assume that, you know, 5% of what you need to know to graduate. And he, and he said, while you're here, it's my job to teach you what I think is that other 95%. And he goes, if I've done it correctly, not only do you learn that 95% that I wanted you to learn, but you understand you still only know 5% of what you need to know. And that has stuck with me every single day of my life. <laughs> to this day, I know 5% of what I need to know. And I want to try to learn that other 95%, knowing that the more I learn, the more I know I don't know. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's a futile endeavor because you're never going to get there, mm-hmm. but it'll be the most fun trip on which you've ever been. Right. Right. If, you, if, you don't, if you're not striving, then you definitely... Correct. You don't understand. So we weren't here to talk about me, but you, you, you turned this around. You should, you could tell you're in communications. You did that very well. I want to have you back because obviously we have, uh, we're, we're out of time right now, but we have much more about which we need to speak. I want to bring you back and just talk about different topics. If you're okay with that. Oh, I'd love to. All right. As we end, what I would like to do is give you the last word to the audience today. Uh, if you could imagine one audience member, what, what are they doing as they hear this? My hope is they're driving down the road and we're making that, that journey uh, much more easy for okay, them. Okay, pay attention to where you're going, man. Well, you Watch the to. road. You have to. Watch I, the road. So that's why we're not on video, so they aren't yeah. watching this on the TV yeah. camera. Find so. a word. Look up. <laughs> Golly. But Chase, thank you so yeah. much. And, and I hope to have you back, hopefully this semester even, if, if you don't mind. And I'll uh, come back this afternoon. I don't care. Yeah, oh. I'm in. 
Great. That would be great. So, all right. So, for those of you out there, Chase is going to be coming back. So, keep in touch with us. But until then, be good to each other. And most importantly, be good to yourself. And until next time, goodbye. Bye. The proceeding was a broadcast service of Kentucky Wesleyan College and WKWC. Cannot be reproduced, rebroadcast, or recorded without written permission by the show's host, WKWC, or Kentucky Wesleyan College.